Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is March the 8th, 2015. It is so crazy how time flies. I hope you've had a good weekend. I know that I have. I want to say happy birthday to my daughter. She uh, Her birthday was March the 7th, so happy birthday to Sonia. I hope you guys are, um hope you're doing well. However, that's not the case for many people that are listening to this program right now. As a matter of fact, there are a lot of people that are listening to this, um, that are sharing this evening with us, sharing this moment, and they are stressed the heck out, and for different reasons. We get stressed out for things that many people will find crazy, but when it's you and you're the one that's stressed out, it's not crazy. As a matter of fact, it's not even funny. It, it's always easy for people to rationalize stress that is associated with the loss of a loved one, stress that is associated with uh, health issues and financial duress. It's, it's almost like that stuff is just problems of, of just normal everyday life. But if we're to be very, very honest, if we're to be transparent, if we're to not lie to other people and ourselves, there are many, many things that stress us the dickens out, and when when those things happen, they are debilitating. I mean, they those things can uh, cost you everything from a heart attack to not being able to sleep at night to having trouble mustering up the appetite for a meal. Now, here's the reality: stress affects us all. You may even notice the symptoms of stress when you're doing anything from work. Managing your money, disciplining your children. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you, I'm old school. I'm not going to let a kid stress me out, but you're talking to a man that will make a child go get his own switch. But maybe you're one of these modern-day moms or dads that you believe in time out. And I believe in time out, too. I believe in taking the time out to get your child and spank their little behinds when they get out of line. Now, I'm not saying abuse your child. I didn't say abuse a kid because that's crazy. But some of the stress that we have in our homes, we we invite some of this stuff to us. And I was looking at this program the other night, and I'm not getting off track. My producer like, don't get off track. You started off so good. Look, hang on now. But I was watching this show the other night, and they had this sister – uh, that was dressed up like Mary Poppins, a modern-day Mary Poppins, and she's helping this woman discipline her child. And the child is cussing her out and kicking at her and, 
and using words that you would only hear a seasoned cursor such as myself use. I swear, leave that little boy with me. I'll be like Bernie Mac. When you come to pick your child up, you'll be asking him, well, how did my baby get that knot upside his head? Real simple. I took some and slapped it. Okay, never mind. All right, and don't write me a letter. I am almost just kidding. I'm not really kidding, but kind of. Anyway, back to your stress, because if you're letting your child talk back to you and you're stressed out, I'm just going to tell you, you the one that's crazy because you need to put that kid in check. But if your stressors are coming from things that are internal, sometimes stress is a beneficial thing, but too much stress can wear you down, make you sick, both mentally and physically. And what we have to do is really first, let's break this stress thing down. We need to know a few things about stress before I start telling you how to handle it. So go get your pen, get your paper. This is one of these shows that um, you may feel that it won't apply to you. Child, please, let me tell you something. As long as you are breathing, you are either coming out of a storm, you are in the middle of a storm, or you're heading into a storm. Life is not fair when it rains. It rains on the just, the unjust. Uh, You may be the person that doesn't drink. You don't curse. You don't smoke. Hell, that ain't going to protect you from having a problem. You may not miss a beat, and you're at church every Sunday. That's not going to stop you from having life come down your driveway and park right up in your living room instead of your garage. So this is a show I suggest you listen to. It will be archived, so if you tune in late, don't sweat it. All of my programs are archived for your listening convenience. Now, let, let me say this. Stress is the body's reaction to harmful situations. Here's the trick, though. These situations don't have to be real. You know, they say reality is perception and how you perceive events, how you perceive circumstances and situations can create realities that exist only to you. But here's here's the issue. If it's real to you, it's real, right? When you feel threatened, A chemical reaction takes place in your body. I know that you've heard me talk about the limbic system and you've heard me talk about fight or flight responses to stress. Well, I'm going to give you some signs when you are stressed out because many of you are so cool, you you know, especially fellas. We sit around and we try to act like we're not stressed out. But the the first signs that women know, when women get stressed out, you know, that vein that pops up inside of your forehead and, you know, you you start, oh, child, I can't breathe. I need some water. Well, I'm going to tell you this. Stress has many ways of manifesting itself, and and I'm going to give you some simple ones. The first one, when you want to strangle the hell out somebody, Oh, okay, you already know that one. Okay, well, let me start with something else. When your heart begins to race and all of a sudden you feel some kind of way, sometimes you get, you know how you get that stiff neck and you can't really turn your neck or your blood pressure rises. And what, what stress really says is that you are ready to act. You're ready to do something. Uh, For you ill-tempered people out there, 
that means that you want to get up and do something medieval to somebody. For for those of you that are introverts or mild tempered, you get fidgety. You um, you pace the floor. You start doing some repetitive habit like patting your foot, doing the finger cadence. You know, little finger, uh, ring finger, middle finger, index finger, and thumb, and you just keep doing that little pattern with your hand. Other people, you load your pistol. I hope you're not loading a pistol, but you know what I'm saying. You start looking at somebody, mean mugging them. Those are obvious signs of stress. But the thing I want you to be aware of is the passive signs. There's lots of stuff that once you get used to it, stress becomes your normal. And, ladies, if you are pregnant or even thinking of getting pregnant, or you just look like you're pregnant. Well, I hope so. You know, I know I'm getting off track again. My producer's like, oh, Lord, what's he going to say? I actually walked up to a lady and said, oh, how far along are you? <laughs> this woman said, I'm not pregnant. Well, hell, that ain't my fault. You look pregnant. Anyway, another story. But back to what I'm talking about. When I was, when we have this latent stress, the stress that's been with us for a minute. That's some dangerous stuff, man. Um, let me tell you how your brain works. You have 17 seconds to chill yourself out, and after 17 seconds, there are uh, plans that your brain has for your body that you know not of, right? But after 17 seconds, here's what, here's what the first thing that happens is. There is this release of some things in the brain, um, you know, like the uh, adrenaline, norepinephrine and epinephrine, cortisol. And um, it's, I'm just, I won't even name the rest, but just remember these two for right now, right? When that adrenaline is flowing, your lungs open up. Why? Because if you got to fight or run, you need some oxygen, right? So your lungs expand, and then it hits your heart. Your heart starts beating really fast because you need some blood. The cortisol goes through your body to, to help move this blood, raising your blood pressure up. And also, if you have to really go for broke or, you know, or, uh, uh, box somebody, a fight, whatever, if you get cut, you won't bleed out, right? So you have vasoconstriction. Remember that one. And then, you know, you have this thing, uh, you know, that cortisol hits the adrenal medulla and the kidneys, and then you have this adrenal cortotropin hormone, which makes you uh, not have to uh, go to urinate and do things like that because you can't pee and fight at the same time, right? Just like you can't pee and have sex. Well, if you're with R. Kelly, he can pee and have sex, but that's that's a whole other nasty story. But the average person cannot pee and have sex. Um, R. Kelly, man, my friend, forgive me, it's just a joke, bro, because I already I know that ain't you. At least I hope it ain't because I shook hands with you. Anybody got some hand sanitizer in here? Oh, okay, back to the show. But the point I'm making is this. All of that stuff is good if you have just cause to fight or flee, right? But do you know 
like any muscle, if you always have your heart beating real fast, you're going to develop an arrhythmia, meaning an irregular heartbeat, or you're going to end up with an enlarged heart because your heart is nothing but a muscle. And if you keep working out, it gets bigger and bigger, and it's not supposed to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The other part of it is you do not need to have your veins uh, narrowed up and blood can't go through them. That causes necrosis. It starts with stenosis and then necrosis. Same thing with your kidneys. You pump all this water and fluid back up into your system. Then what's left is creatine, ammonium, potassium, and sodium, uh, you know, and urea. And urea is and bilirubin. So there's this acid in these stones. You end up with kidney stones, what have you. I mean, is any of that good? Now, I didn't even mention what it does to your digestive tract. Oops, big one I left out. You produce more acid in your stomach because, you know, if you got to fight, you got to run, you need to digest the food that's in your stomach, right? Well, that's what stress does. And you haven't eaten. Well, all of a sudden now you have... Uh, gastroesophageal reflux disorder, GERD, or you start ending up with irritable bowel syndrome because, you know, you just don't have any moisture or water there because, you know, it's acid there instead. All of this stuff is not good for you. Now, I'm just talking about your body. Let's go deeper than that. Your brain is very, very, very brilliant and wonderfully made and just because you don't use it didn't mean that God designed it properly. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the person that you're thinking about, right? Anyway, so now you start getting these things called migraine headaches because all of a sudden you have all these neurotransmitters uh, and you have all of the glia and all of this stuff in your brain overworking itself for no reason. And again, what did I say? Reality comes from your perceptions. So however you perceive stuff, that ends up being the reality that you live. Next step in this thing. And again, I'm just talking about you right now. Then you have this response after prolonged stress. Your body says, look, fool, I'm tired. So now you become lethargic for no reason. You don't want to get out to bed. You can't get up. Or you end up like certain people, like my boy Free Willy, where you just sit there and start eating and stuffing hoagies and donuts and some chips and drinking beer. Some of y'all have got that box of wine, and you don't even have a box of wine. You have boxes of wine that you have them looking like little file cabinets. You got them stacked up, you, you know, on top of that. You, those of you that smoke cigarettes, you start smelling like an ashtray and a choo-choo train. Not to mention you weed smokers. <laughs> You've started just buying you another blunt and another nickel sack. I don't even think, do they have nickel sacks anymore? I haven't smoked weed in 15 years, but for those of you that do, you already know where I'm going. If you are, you start getting these compensating behaviors, trying to do something about this stress, right? And now, that's just you. Here's the innocent victim. Somebody just got out to bed, or they're trying to go to bed. Here you come with this mess. Because you stressed out, and I'm not saying that your problems aren't real, because some of us do have real problems. We got mama sick, daddy sick, the car done broke down, you're about to get fired from the job, all of this stuff. But where I, what I'm talking about right now is perceived stress. So this person that loves you, that cohabitates with you, that's dating you, they're sitting there going, 
what is wrong with this fool now? Now, if this is a significant relationship, if this is a lover, if this is a husband or a wife or a fiancé, not only are they going to suffer with you, but because they care for you, because they love you, because they're stuck in the same damn house with you, whatever the point, you have screwed up their day. This person didn't do anything. They got, they were, they just woke up, and you're in that time, Harold, Harold, now, you've seen, you seen the corkscrew? Where's the cigarette lighter? Harold will sleep. Are you talking about, baby, baby, you got $10? No, she ain't got $10, but she'll give it to you to get you the hell out of her face. So now she's mad because that's the $10 she gave you, not to mention the 20 you took out of her purse. You, you getting me? Your stress affects everybody, even little kids. Now you got your kid at school acting like a little beast or something because your child is stressed out because you're stressed out. And just like when you're stressed, you don't treat people right. You're abusive, you're short-tempered, or you're withdrawn. Either or, you know, there are extremes to this. There's no middle because your behavior during stress is manic. Now you're talking about your sex life sucks. Who the hell wants to sleep with you and you over there looking like a vampire or a Halloween cat? I know I wouldn't. You over there, hey, you won't give me none. Excuse me, go brush your teeth and comb your hair. Did you see that episode on Scandal um, that, where the president's wife, had they lost their son, and she was walking around eating chicken, wearing a robe, and living in the White House and needing a baby? You get me? That is not attractive. Or you're having a meltdown. Ain't nothing wrong with your life. You got the job you want. You're making more money than you've ever made. You're, you're fulfilling your dreams, but you're having a meltdown moment. Well, can't, what, you're, you're saying, Doc, I already know all that. That's why I'm listening to your show. Would you get to the point? Here's the point. You cannot allow stress to grab you like this. And because everybody receives stress differently, you know, some of people get it from being, and, and here's, some, here's the soft signs of prolonged stress. You are easily agitated. You're moody. You feel overwhelmed. You can't relax. You can't. You're, you got what I call monkey brain. Your monkey, your brain is swinging from tree to tree, and you cannot stop thinking. You lay in the bed. You do not go to sleep. You pass out. You feel lonely. You feel depressed. Now you start avoiding other people. And let me give you a hint: if you are stinking and thinking of somebody else, but it's you, you are really stressed out. Plus, you're just nasty. The other part now. Here, here's some symptoms that are just really physical, okay? Those are behavioral symptoms. But when your energy is low, your stomach's upset, you got diarrhea or you're constipated, you start having tense muscles, you can't sleep, you easily get a cold, you easily get an infection, you don't want to give nobody none, you're sitting around shaking, your mouth is dry, you're sitting up squeezing your teeth together like you, you somebody got a vice grip on your head or here's some mental stuff. You are constantly roaring. Your thoughts are always racing. You are forgetful. You can't focus. You, you have little bitty things happen in your life. Everything becomes a doggone emergency. And then all you see is the bad and negative side of stuff. That's a sign your behind is stressed out. 
Now, the behavioral stuff is like you, you lose your appetite, you avoid taking care of business, and you start increasing the use of drugs, alcohol, sex, cigarettes, going to church. Yes, I did say going to church. A whole lot of y'all are walking around right now. I'm going to give it to Jesus. I'm going to give it to the Lord. I'm going to give it to God. Look, God don't want it, and it's your problem. Religion, you can't make everything be where you know Satan is attacking me. Satan ain't attacking you. Uh, what's his name? Ernest and Julio Gallo is attacking you. That great goose is attacking you. Uh, Mr. Kabasa is attacking you. The cigarette company is attacking you because you have made a decision to put yourself seriously in harm's way. You know, the the stress of anxiety and depression causes some other stuff, and I need you guys to hear this, okay? This is, I mean, I'm no jokes right now. I'm being so serious. Stress causes heart attacks. It causes high blood pressure. It causes eating disorders. It causes impotence. So, fellas, when you can't, when your little wee-wee ain't working, you may not need Viagra. You may need to just go clear your mind, homie, all right? And and when you do get some, you have premature ejaculation issues. That comes from stress. If you have your hair is falling out, you just got to brushing your hair, and there's more hair on the comb than it is in your head or on the sink than it is in your head, and you, and now you you try to put you some weed. You know the Maxwell the pig. I love to hear Maxwell say weed. Anyway, but the point I'm making is you do not need to play with this stuff, man. It will kill you. More than anything else, the number one cause of death in America is not uh, AIDS. It's not cancer. It's none of that. It's actually stress. That's right. Stress is the number one cause of death. And, well, globally, not just in the States. But in the States, we're so materialistic, it's a lot easier for us to be stressed out. Now, you, you say, Doc, I got it. You just scared the hell out of me. How can I cope with it? Good question. Uh, oh, we will not be taking a break tonight because this is a serious subject, and I want you to really on board what you're going to learn tonight because for whatever reason, the life you save may be yours or someone close to you. And just tell them, you you know, stressed out people don't want any help typically. So just accidentally leave this plan up loud as hell by the bed and run out the house. No, I'm just kidding. But you might want to send the link to tonight's program uh, because I want you to really help yourself and stop sacrificing your relationships and your children because, you know, if you are in a relationship and you're stressed out, the odds of you running the person off that you're with are about 80 to 90%. If you are uh, diabetic, if you have lupus, if you have high blood pressure, if you um, have any Crohn's disease, any of that kind of stuff, I guarantee you stress is like just over by the cemetery going, hey, come on, come here right quick. Because you may come there, you ain't leaving once you go over there. Hint. So here's where you say, Doc, what can I do? Here's what you can do. Get your pen out. Let's get to writing. 
You should have written all that other stuff down. If you didn't, the show is pre-recorded. Go back and listen to it and make sure that um, you know these symptoms, you, you know, so you can help yourself as well as your loved one. But here's the first thing. Um, you're going to think this is totally strange what I'm going to tell you to do. Let's say your stress, your stress is based on something like you don't like closed rooms, you don't like uh, riding elevators, you um, you get nervous when you are around a certain animal or you're near water or whatever. Keep going around that animal. Look at pictures of that animal. Look, uh, Go in the elevator and ride it. Uh, just whatever you do, please do not uh, lose your manners in the elevator because you ever got in the elevator and somebody fought it and you know you didn't do it, you go and they go, oh, wait. Okay, I know that doesn't have anything to do with the show, but that happened to me. I, I thought the devil was in the elevator with me. But anyway, the the thing is, go do what, go toward your the breakthrough is in you getting familiar with what's stressing you out. If it's something like a phobia or something that um, is a certain behavior or uh, or a place or a set of circumstances that gets on your nerves. Like for some people, stress is associated with having to speak in public. For other people, stress is associated with having to um, confront situations or, or family members. I'll give a good example of stress. You are in a totally dysfunctional relationship and your spouse comes home. <laughs> okay, well, hell, they had to come home. And they have been abusing you or you are at the divorce point. Another situation is you've got a child or a relative that is drug addicted. And when they come around, it sends you through the roof. By confronting the source of your stress, you can have, you can position yourself to take control of it rather than allowing it to keep controlling you. The other part is when your anxieties are present, you know, don't fight the craziness. Sometimes you have to stop and write down on paper, why is this bothering me? You know, what is it about this? Why is it I don't like little dogs or shih tzus or why does it cats bother me? And you go back into your life and you realize, okay, that bothers me. Because when I was a child, a little puppy bit me because I kept teasing it. Well, are you still a child, and why are you still scared of puppies? You know, there are times where some of the things that are bothering us, we really need to just take dominion over those things and acknowledge that, you know, I'm not 12 anymore. Or you're scared that you're going to run out of money. Or you're scared that there's going to be a lack or a scarcity of food or something that you really need. Stop tripping, man. This is then. It's not, you know, I mean, that's then. This is now. But you can only recognize that when you write it out, put it on paper, and see it objectively. Now, this is a big one. Recognize your false alarms. You know, there. have you ever been one of those people that you go off, you leave your house and you start wondering, did you turn the alarm on or did you did you leave the refrigerator open? Is the is the gas you know, is the stove on, whatever. Start developing checklists for yourself. 
And this isn't even on my list, but I'm going to give this to you because I think this will help you. Do a mental map of how you think, like for a 24-hour period, and for you crazy folk out there, I know that. I'm not supposed to say that. Hell, it's my show. I'll say what I want. For you crazy folk out there, and all of us are a little cuckoo in our own way, including me, so don't write me a letter, but write down what dominated your thoughts for each hour, for a 24-hour period of time, right? And if you start seeing, I wanted to kill Raymond, <laughs> I wanted to kill Raymond, I want to strangle Raymond. You know, if you you know if you see something like that on your list, that means that Raymond is probably stressing you out, right? And ask yourself why is why is Raymond stressing me out when I could just stop dating and quit associating with him, get a divorce from Raymond? You see what I'm getting at? Monitor these things that are causing you to have these false alarms, and when you spot those things resurfacing in your life, just put them under arrest. Take dominion over it. You know, there's this thing uh, that I read in the Word. It says, bring into captivity every wild and illusory and disobedient thought. In other words, get control of your thoughts because, you know, that's, that's something you have to do. The other thing is set aside how much time you have to give to stupidity. I, I tell anyone, and my kids, whoever, anyone that knows me, I will only deal with negativity for 30 minutes out of a given day. I need the other 23.5 hours. You know why? Because I need to sleep seven hours a day in order to get my beauty rest. The other thing is I know that I cannot eat, I cannot function properly if I'm worried about something. And being honest, let's just keep it real. You either can do something about your problem or you can't. But if you take this approach, I promise you it will work. Look at everything or anyone or any condition that's getting on your last freaking nerve and ask yourself, why is this present in my life right now? How could this benefit me? I know in the last uh, 72 hours, I've had stuff happen where I went, what the hell? You know, I mean, and I'm sure you have to. I had to revisit the purpose of, of, for why would this be present in my life? What is going on that's causing whatever it is to be present in my life. And when I look at what's going on in my life, I can't go and reassign uh, something, time, and my emotions and my energy. I can't do that. I can't reassign that because I, I may get back money, I may get back things, but I can't get back time. So I set a, a certain amount of time 30 minutes. That's it. That's all you're getting. That is it. Now, when you find that you're, that you're always tripping, like for some people, they're constantly going and looking out the window. I call that you're a crackhead. But let's say you are not doing any drugs and you keep peeping out the window. You need Jesus. 
<laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's me being silly. You, you, there's an issue there. When you keep wanting to check your person's phone, your, your child's phone, your significant other, when you're looking to see where people are, you need to get a damn life. There's something wrong with you. You know, if you've got so much time on your hands that you have discretionary time to mind other people's business, well, like, okay, where they at? That's none of your business. And and I hate these cell companies have given people that ability because that's like helping a fool be a bigger fool. Now, this is a simple one. Breathe in and breathe out. When you feel that, that tensing, just sit down and close your eyes, take a deep breath and let it out, and do that three or four times. That really does help. I know it sounds crazy, but the truth is it really does help. Another thing that you can do to cope with your stress, find or well, I'm not going to say, let me say this the right way. Get a pen and paper or get your iPad out or get you some chalk or something, but write this down. Five things that you can be thankful for. It's not that complicated, people. For some of you, be grateful that you're alive. Be grateful that your children or alive, or even if you lost a child, uh, your child got shot by a police officer and you're a minority. Well, no, I just said that because I was watching Sweetie Pies. But, you know, we live in a dysfunctional society now. You need to write down what is right in your life. Stop thinking and focusing on, you know, I ain't got no gas. My mama done got shot. (laughs) Okay, I hope your mama ain't got shot. I, um, you know, you you are you have clothes on your back. Yeah, um, I was at this beautiful event yesterday, um, called Excerpt Live, and uh, I was honored to be um, featured in this thing. It was a sold out house, and the, I was out uh, doing the little red carpet photograph thing, and this lady comes in off the street. And, you know, anytime you see somebody wearing disposable clothes, and I'm not talking about, like, temporary clothes. I'm talking about, like, clothes they give you at the nut ward at the hospital or at the uh, you get out of jail or something. <laughs> she, this woman, comes in, and uh, she asks, uh, well, I just need $2. I don't want to know what it is about a dope thing. They, I don't They Somebody needs to change that. Like, I need $2.50. But it's always, I need $2, right? So my boy reaches and gives this dope thing, this crazy woman, $2, and she says, oh, you done got me started now. And she starts pulling her clothes off, talking about, I'm going to take off these panties. Now, I am not making this up. So be glad that you're not sister girl, and also be glad that you didn't see that, because I have the vision of that in my mind right now, and it's not nice. So, you know, just be grateful. Be grateful that... You can see or you can hear, you can walk, that you don't need someone to help you use the bathroom. I mean, start with the simplest of things and work your way up. Another thing, do nature. And when I say do nature, 
I didn't just say look at it. Go outside. Go walk. If you don't do anything, if there's no park near you, I don't know where the hell you live, but go out and walk on some grass and some trees. You know, some people, it, it amazes me. I've, uh, I was talking to a group of kids one day, and I said, when is the last time you guys went and walked on grass? And they said, there's no grass around here. I mean, I was up in the northeast, and I'm like, wow. And I got to thinking, if you live in New York City, or some places in Philly, Chicago, it's not even safe for a kid to walk to the park. So I definitely get why a lot of us are stressed out. But catch the bus, the, the get on the subway, and go somewhere where there's some grass and trees and walk on the grass. Go walk near the water. Go hiking. In other words, look at this beautiful place that we've been given to live called the earth before the uh, Tea Party and, and some of these politicians screw it all up, drilling for oil, trying to make some oil company rich. But while we still have it, go and get away from the source of your irritation. That's very important that you do that, by the way. Now, this is even bigger. Don't allow your worries to dominate your mental landscape most of the things that you worry about, that you lose sleep over, that crap is never going to happen. So you sit up there tripping, worried about something that's probably not going to happen. You know, I've watched people sit and just have meltdowns. Now, I'm going to tell you, when my mother passed away, at going to seven banks, I mean five banks and having them all cleaned out, being broke at 40 years old and having to start over. Hell, that was not any fun. I'm here to tell you, I wouldn't want to relive that period of my life for nothing. I had to make a decision to let this stuff go. You can't keep holding on to a relationship where somebody screwed you around, where you got cheated on, where somebody abused you, one of your parents may have died or both your parents. You know, both my parents are deceased. So, you know, they God doesn't let these people leave your life until it's time for them to go. So put your big girl panties on, you know, man up, and realize that when these seasons change, you need to let this stuff go. Stop hanging on to the past, people coming over your house, and you in there playing, ain't going to be no more trouble, you know. No, come on, really? Cut the, cut the Mahalia Jackson records off and let it go. Stop getting these sweaty palms and your, your heart rate up and let your panic know, you know what, and if you have to, Talk to yourself. Just don't do that in public because people will think your ass is crazy. Or if you really need to talk to yourself because it's just that bad, put in some earbuds or Bluetooth. That way people will just think you're talking to somebody else, right? And only you and I will know you're talking to you. But tell you, tell yourself, stop tripping. You know, this is not real. And, and you have to do that sometimes. I mean, seriously, I'm not being funny. You have to sometimes get in the mirror 
and look at yourself and say, you know what, you need to really calm down. This is not that critical. Another thing that I want you to do is consider this. God is, I'm going to tell you, God does exist. And I'm not trying to get religious on you, so don't don't go there because you know me. I don't do that old fake religious stuff with people, but God is real. And it doesn't matter what you call your creator. If you call him Allah, bless his name, if you call him Jesus, if, you, if you're Buddhist or Hindu, it doesn't matter. But get in contact with the with the spiritual part of you because you are mind, body, and soul. And for some of you religious freaks out there, don't quit. You know, I, I, I've got to say this. Don't write me a letter or call my show or call me telling me that I didn't name whatever your faith system is and because that's you. The, the, this program is heard all around the world. There are millions of people that listen to my program. So whatever your belief system is, as long as your belief system is centered around loving other people and honoring your creator and doing to other people as you have them do to you, giving, sacrificing, doing what is right, it's all good with me. I'm just saying. Now, stop your panic attacks and start acting normal. <laughs> you know, some people, I've had clients, every time I had one client, I'm not going to say it because I don't want nobody suing me, but I had one client, I'm not going to say it's a male or a female, but this person, every time I looked up, everything was always going wrong in their life. And I'm like, you know, there's this thing called the law of attraction. Whatever you keep expecting to happen to you, it's probably going to happen. So if you keep saying, you know what, I don't have nothing but bad luck. I cannot meet a good man. Every man I get, he either takes from me or abuses me. Okay, well, you know, maybe maybe if the last seven people you dated did the same thing to you, let's stop and real quick look at what do they have in common. For you that are slow, they have you in common is what they have in common. So take responsibility for your contribution to your problems and stop blaming the world and playing like you are a freaking victim. Half the stuff you're dealing with, you created it. Now, I'm giving you more than 10 reasons. So the reason I said 10 is because the producer told me to. No, I'm just kidding. The reason I said 10 is because I need you to accept that, have ultimate say-so over your life. Nobody has anything that they can do or say to you about you that can stop what's meant to be yours. Now, the one person that can do it, though, is you. Your thoughts give you power, and your thoughts can take that power away. The question is, what are you thinking about? I always remember something, and this is another one to put on your list. There is always hope, and the deepest and darkest of all moments, there is always hope. You know, you got, and be realistic. You can't expect everything to always be sweet peaches and cream. It's not going to go that way. Real life comes with real issues. 
you must accept the fact that life will never be perfect because it won't, and it is very true. How do you look at it? You know, one of the things I had to come to grips with early in the game was that thing, good things happen. I mean, bad things happen to good people. But in the same breath, good things happen that you didn't even expect or, or earn or try to make happen. Every significant thing that's happened in my life, the good stuff, I didn't make that happen. You know, when I remember when I wrote Break Up, Don't Break Down, the book was selling. I was doing pretty good. And I get this call from the Associated Press. I didn't make that happen. I, it was favor on my life. Or, you know, when uh, I was, uh, I remember one of my dreams was I wanted to, please, I want Essence Magazine to carry some of my stuff. And lo and behold, when I was in Essence, I didn't call anybody at Essence. They just picked it up from syndication and put it in there, right? So there's, for everything that happens to you that doesn't seem like a good thing, there will be, there's always something wonderful that's going to come. Life gives you balance. And now, the other thing with that being said, how compassionate are you with yourself? Do you take the time to love on you? Do you take a moment every day to find something about you proud of? You know, some of you could say, well, um, Today, I didn't eat a whole chicken from Walmart. Never mind. But, but you, you know, some somebody's like, what you mean a whole chicken? I ain't ate no whole chicken. Yes, you did. But there are things in your life that you can find to be proud of. You worked out. You, uh, you can start with the small things, like instead of always looking for a parking space and wanting to fight over a parking space, Park your car at the end of the lot and walk. Get a little exercise. And from the looks of some of you folks, you probably might need to do that. I saw some people, okay, I'm not getting ready to talk about it, Walmart people again, but it's a reason those videos exist. But I'm going to say this. Um, when you get to a point where you ride in a little handicapped cart in Walmart because you didn't got too big, you know something's wrong with you, right? Never mind. Okay, I won't. My, my producer is always sending me these notes like, please don't. But the whole time they're laughing. But it's true. Have you ever seen the people that go in Walmart looking for a cart, that electric little cart to ride in? And when of all people, they the one, you know you need to be walking. And, and Okay, I'll get off that. Now, meditation. A big thing about meditation, it is good for you. And just because you don't understand how it works, hell, you don't know how your cell phone works. You don't know how your remote control works, but you use it, don't you, on a frequent basis. Take the time to quiet yourself down. Give yourself an adult timeout. Go sit down, take a breath, <laughs> turn your cell phone off, Get off of Facebook and, and Black Planet. Do they still have Black Planet? Get off of YouTube. Get off of Instagram and Twitter and whatever else you own. Cut everything off and listen to some really nice music. And I'm not talking about like no heavy metal or 
no rap music. I, you know, it's so funny. The the extremes of those two uh, forms of music, uh, I don't get it, man. I was today. I'm just gonna tell the truth. I was sitting up listening to Tupac. Yes, I love Tupac. I know you'd probably never believe that, but I love Tupac. But some of his lyrics, you know, I was listen. I'll tell you what I was listening to: Gangster Party. And I'm listening to lyrics, and you know what was going through my head? What if you're a 16-year-old kid or a 14-year-old kid listening to that? And you can't see it as an art form. You see it as a reality. Now you're wondering why this kid's running around with a gun, talking about he's a thug and a gangster. In other words, what I'm saying to you is what you keep putting in your head is what you're meditating on. And if you're meditating on negativity, if your mantra and if your uh, focus is you're watching cheaters on TV all the time, you're always looking at some crazy soap opera without thinking that is television, this is not real. What you keep pouring into your spirit becomes part of you. And that is especially true with the people you're associating with. Think about it for a minute. If all of the people you hang around are doing no better than you're doing, maybe that's a sign that you need to change the associations that you have. Maybe that's a sign that it's time for you to stop going to the bar right after work, sitting up being a well-dressed alcoholic. Maybe that's a sign that you should leave that married man or that married woman alone. Maybe that's a time and a sign that you need to realize you are as much of your of your problem as the circumstances surrounding you. Now, this is really a big one. Exercise. <laughs> Stop sitting around being lethargic. Go and walk, ride a bike, join a gym. Hell, if you don't want to do that, order some equipment for your house. I'm I'm not advertising any particular company, but you could go on Home Shopping Network, NBC Shopping, whatever. You don't even have to pay all the money. So if you don't have good credit but you have a debit card, you can go and order an elliptical machine or a workout station, or some equipment, or nothing else, you can get some DVDs and work out. Because if you're not exercising, you are not having endorphins get released in your brain to the degree possible. And if you don't have something to love, a dog, a cat, a hamster, uh, don't go buy something weird like a pet bat or nothing, because if you do that, you, I think something's wrong with you. But get um, something to care for. If you don't, if you're not into animals, get some plants and something that's living that you can interact with. All right, that, that's real big. Here's a big one. Accept and realize that if it took you years and months to create a problem, it may take you a few weeks to get rid of it. Whatever that may be. That could be a bad relationship. You know, like, you know, I remember when they said, they told me I was type 2 diabetic. This was so funny. They checked my blood sugar, and it just said high. <laughs> you know, it wasn't even a number. It just said high. I'm like, well, high. 
Yeah, I thought the damn machine was speaking to me, and the lady said, that's not what that means. I said, well, what does that mean? She says, Mr. Young, well, Dr. Young, your your blood sugar is so high that the machine can't even rate it. I'm like, what? And right then, you know, I panicked, and I started looking at all this doomsday stuff. And then I got to thinking, wait a minute. This gives me a reason to make sure that I live a healthy lifestyle, which, in fact, the only thing that kills a diabetic is not taking care of themselves, not exercising, not getting out. And the number one killer, what did I say the number one killer is for everybody? Stress. So when I realized that the one thing that could really make me have a problem was being around ignorant folk that get on my nerves with the whining about stuff or me getting on my nerves whining about stuff or me not eating a healthy diet, me not working out. You notice I, when I looked at this thing, the, the my problem started with probably some genetic stuff and inherited stuff because I'm not fat, I'm not overweight, but I ain't going to lie, I love me some peach cobbler. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I have to have dessert. And I and I, would, I used to drink a lot of sodas and all this kind of stuff. Well, that same thing that was supposed to be a curse to me, I started looking at it like, you know what, I'm glad I got diabetes. This is a blessing. <laughs> so now I'm constantly checking my sugar. I make sure I eat right. Uh, you know, I started – I'm going to go ahead and share this with you guys <laughs> I put this gym in my house, right? I got all I got a lot of workout equipment. So I bought, I ordered a chin up and an abdominal station. And I bought it home, put it together. <laughs> I got ready to do a chin up, y'all. I couldn't do but one chin up. <laughs> I'm not lying, I swear to God I'm not making this up. Now that's not the case now. You know, now I can rip I can rip about thirty of them bad boys, right? But I couldn't do one damn chin-up. And I was a guy that I wasn't fat. I didn't look like. I looked good in my clothes, you know, back. And, and then I started realizing, well, you know, you look good on the outside, but, bro, you, you're not feeling, you're not taking care of yourself. So this diabetes ended up being my friend. Now uh, I do 600 sit-ups now. You know, I, like I increase it by 20 every week. So now I'm doing like 600 sit-ups. Every every forty eight hours, I I do my Bowflex for a couple of hours every forty eight hours. I do at least uh, a week. I do about fifty miles on my elliptical, uh, running on my elliptical a week, and then I get out. I go to nature. So if I can do this, you can do this. And whatever it is that's depressing you, if you would just exercise, and it, I promise you, you can take that negative anxious, frustrated energy you have and convert it into getting fine. So now I got my six-pack back. I'm in great shape, and I look like I did when I was an athlete. I mean, I, I you know, my body's all cut up, but I'll be honest with you. It was work and consistently. I have to make myself. I have days where I walk past that room and be like, I'm looking at the equipment and the equipment's looking at me and I'm like, I'll holler at y'all. And then my brain is like, if you don't get your behind and then get on that machine. So that's the other thing. You take control of your thoughts. Create new habits. 
you know, there's a, this um, premise that anything you do for 21 days straight becomes a habit. I don't believe that. I believe, uh, I mean, it may or may not be true, but I don't believe that. I believe that motivation is what makes us change. Ask yourself, what is motivating me right now? You know, go look in the mirror. Take your clothes off. Make sure you close the windows because if you like really out of shape and your body's jacked up, you're getting scared somebody's a little child or maybe even a, a bird or a squirrel could be traumatized from looking in the window and seeing you standing there up there in your drawers. So please don't do that. But you look in the mirror and look at you and be honest with you and, and figure out, you know, what about me do I need to change? You know, what's going on with me that I could improve? What in my life is, you know, physically or mentally or emotionally is something that I need to correct? Like, let's say this. Let's say you're broke and your money's funny. You got more month left at the end of your money than money left at the end of your month, right? Think about what can I do about that? things you can do. Now, does it mean that you'll solve the problem immediately? No, I didn't say go get you an ounce of weed and sell blunts. I did, that's not a suggestion, you know. But what I am saying is maybe that's the motivation you need to say, let me get and fill out this financial aid form. And don't go to one of them old jacked-up schools where your credits won't transfer to nobody else's college. You know, don't do nothing like that. But go and get an incredible program and become a surge tech or a phlebotomist or learn how to do some uh, CAD design or how to uh, operate some equipment for a television station. But find something to help you translate what is a pain in the butt and a stumbling block. Let it be a building block and something that can propel you toward your destiny. And know this, if somebody else did it, you can do it. You don't have to sit there and accept mediocrity. Being honest, I suffered for years from uh, stress and anxiety. And some days I'm still prone to it, right? But what I've learned to do is get up off my butt Go work out, go meditate, get out my house and go to the park and go walk. And, again, you may not have a park. Find somewhere to go to. If you can't do anything but go to the mall, play like you have $100, and everything you see, just buy it in your mind and just be like, I just bought that, and I just bought that, and then you leave the mall, you done bought about 15 things, and you can just feel, because, see, your brain and your mind are different. Your mind cannot perceive fantasy from reality. That's why there's so many delusional people in this world. I'm telling you, be delusional in a healthy way. It can work for you instead of against you. Now, I'm not going to go through this list again because the show is archived, and if you really need to hear this list again, that means you probably need to listen to this show again. But what I am going to do, is make a few little suggestions to you. Write down on paper what it is that you keep tripping off of and then ask yourself, what can I do about this? 
And if the answer is nothing, that doesn't mean you got to accept it. Just realize that that's just part of life. Okay, oh, well, you know, it is what it is. But in its place, there is something you can do. So if if you just got diagnosed with cancer, you just found out you can't have children, whatever, okay, what else can I do then? Well, I can I can be a good teacher. I can adopt a kid. I can be the person in the neighborhood that the kids look up to. I can go work in a social arena and, and volunteer my skills and gifts. I mean, find another way to take what was your curse and make it a blessing. Now, let's just say you're tripping because your baby daddy left you, your baby mama, the dog bitch, whatever. These people, if God pulled them out your life, do you think that's the only person on earth, really? I'm telling you right now, I don't care who you are. If you're in my life and you die, what I'm going to do, bring you back? I can't do that. So be prepared. Everybody you know is going to leave you or you're going to leave them sooner or later. Your question and what you need to concern yourself with is when this season is over, what was I supposed to have learned from it? You know, what was I supposed to learn from having my mother all that time, my father? What was I supposed to learn from my ex-wife or my ex-husband? And find the reality in it. Sometimes it will be good stuff. Other times it will be like, I'm so glad this bad. Okay, I can't say that. This person is out of my life. But the truth of it is, examine it. Socrates made a comment. The unexamined life is a life that is not worth living. Examine your life. Everything that has happened to you, know that it is working for your good. There's no accident. There's no coincidence here. Everything that God has allowed to be constituent to you was there to make you a better person, to make you a stronger and wiser person. But if you keep throwing away things or you keep running from things or you keep having your doggone little pity parties, you know, you sitting up here mad at a man or a woman, they've gone on. Child, they ain't thinking about you no more. They got a baby by somebody. They've gotten married. They, they're dead. They moved out the country. What the hell can you do? You know, what can you do? Seriously. And if, and if you're tripping off of stuff and you don't know why, Stop smoking that shit. Okay, I can't say that either. I almost said it. But, you know, if you're tripping off of something and you don't know why, then you probably might want to talk to a professional. You know, like if you keep thinking there's a a little man walking through the wall coming to attack you or something like that, uh, please, uh, you can listen to this show, but, you know, warn me who you are so I can avoid you. But but the truth is, I want you to look into what is creating my dysfunction. What you know, what happens when I trip like this? Is it a place that I'm going to? Is it something I ate? Is it somebody I'm around? Is it a certain situation I have to deal with? Ask yourself and write it down, and then write down why does this bother me? You know, what is it about? being around Junior that bothers me? What is it about going down this street, being around this place that's upsetting me? It may be just as simple as, dummy, quit going around it. Don't stop being in a place or around a person that you know sends you into a frenzy. 
I mean, sometimes the answer to your problem is just some common damn sense, you think? The other part, and, and I'm not going back through the list. I'm just pulling at the highlights, really. Who is your influence? Who is the person that is at the center of influence in you or the group of people? You know, or if you're running around with a bunch of criminals, a bunch of women that cheat on their husbands or a bunch of men that cheat on their wives, and you wonder why your home life is jacked up. Duh, really? No joke. You can't figure that one out. Or if you feel like, I am so lonely, I just don't have anybody. Look, fool, you need to be in school. Go back to school. Go get a new career. Obviously, if God took everything out your path, it must be, uh, he must have some intention of getting your butt on a new page about your life. Maybe what that what God is telling you is this is the time for you to go back to grad school, go finish that program, that certification. Maybe this is the time that you need to kick that habit you had. You know, you keep stopping drinking, and then you go back around a bunch of alcoholics, and now you're drinking again. Or maybe you've got a sex addiction because the truth be told, you are using sex, drugs, liquor, cigarettes, even going to church and work as an excuse not to be alone with yourself. And if that's the case, has your life gotten so pathetic that you cannot stand to just enjoy some time alone with you? Because if that's the case, you're the problem. Now, I'm not beating you up. I love you. You know I love you. But the truth sometimes hurts, doesn't it? But if if people don't tell us the truth, how can we change? And I'm not doing this program to belittle you or or try to tell you your depression isn't nothing and it doesn't matter because depression and anxiety, like I said, is the number one killer of all people globally and especially people in developed countries. Don't let you and your thoughts be what takes you out. And closing this fight or flight thing, I got a rule, and maybe you might want to apply this. I, well, I'm going to give you two of my two of my life things I do. If it is not worth me strangling the hell out of you over, I am not going to get upset about it. And I'm not going to the penitentiary for choking nobody. So just stop, and that may be a rule where you go, you know what, if it's not worth me going to jail over, I need to just let it go. Because to be honest, pick your battles. Learn to pick your battles. The other thing is I look at my life. And I don't measure against what other people are saying or what other people think I should do because the truth be told, the hell with what you think about me. It's what I know about myself that's most important. And I suggest you take that attitude. Quit learn about what Big Mama and them think of you or your husband or your wife or your neighbors. The hell with them people. You, What you know about yourself is what's really important, Okay. Because that the difference between your brain and your mind is one simple thing. Your brain just reacts. It doesn't think. It just reacts. That's all. It just does that. It does whatever goes with the react, whatever needs to be done. But your mind, you have control over that. You know, they say a mind is a terrible thing to waste. So get your mind out the trash can, dust it off, polish it up, and think clearly. 
you know, there's this, it says that people perish for a lack of knowledge, and as a man thinks, so is he. So my question to you right now is, what's on your mind? What are you thinking about? And moreover, are you handling your problems and your circumstances? Because life is going to have problems. Normal, everyday life comes with problems. But if you take the time to be grateful for everything that you have, and this is another thing, write down all these things you have to be thankful for, starting with having a roof over your head, shoes on your feet. Okay, maybe you don't have no feet and amputee, but you still got arms. Okay, maybe they cut off your arms. Well, you still got a head and eyes. If, you know, if, if you just got a head and eyes and nobody, I really don't want to see you because that would be weird. But all of us have something to be thankful for because I'm thankful for you. So why don't you be thankful for you too? Anyway, with that said, I get I got to get out of here. Here's the housekeeping. Hang on. Don't hit the button. Make sure that if you're listening to this show via Blog Talk Radio, you just hit the little subscribe button. That way we don't have to email you. Uh, it's funny. Millions of people listening, and very few people ever do that. But we're not going to capture your data. We won't be sending you no messages on Facebook and trying to get you having people showing up at your house on Saturday talking about, hey, I'm a Jehovah's Witness. I know I just offended all the Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm sorry. But you know what I'm saying. We're not going to try to take your stuff and do anything crazy with it. But, you know, if you feel comfortable, hit the follow and subscribe button. Go to D. Yvonne Young. It's spelled like Ivan, but it's pronounced Yvonne. D. Yvonne Young on Facebook. Hit the like button, the follow button. Share it with a friend. And um, this week, I want you to have an awesome week, man. Go out. And stop letting stress and anxiety take control of you. I love you madly. Most sincerely, I do. Have a great week. Bye now.